welcome to the Scam Economy with your host, Matt Bender. Welcome everyone to Scam Economy, your number one source for crypto FUD. I am your host, Matt Binder, and on today's episode, we will be diving into Coinbase, America's number one crypto exchange, and the headlines they've been generating over these past few weeks, specifically the ones that they probably aren't too happy about. That's right. Coinbase has faced a number of controversies and just plain old no good news, aka bad news. And we'll be talking about all of that on this week's episode. As always, you can support this show by becoming a paying subscriber over at patreon.com slash mattbinder. And by doing that, you help grow this show. Subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're not already watching the video version of this episode there at youtube.com slash mattbinder. Follow the Twitch channel over at twitch.tv slash mattbinder. Follow me on Twitter at mattbinder and the show itself on Twitter at scameconomy and scameconomy.com for all the links to the podcast version of this show, such as where you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And while you're there, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify too. This is one spicy episode today, so let's jump right in. And joining me now once again is Ed Zitron, CEO of EZPR and author over at the ez.substack.com newsletter. Ed, great to have you back. You are by far one of the most requested return guests. People seem to love you. Yeah, it's because I'm always mad. Never <laughs> calm. It's because I'm always pissed off at all times. Just the fury at all of this crypto shit, or just like breathing. That's kind of that's kind of how I am in general. There just we go. Low level mad. <laughs> so I guess we should jump right in because because there's a lot to talk about and a lot to be yes. low level Pissed and off. probably high level mad at. Um, yes, and that's because today we are talking about Coinbase. And, you know, I've probably mentioned Coinbase over the course of a number of episodes, but I believe this is the first episode where we are really going to focus on Coinbase and Coinbase alone. And for people who are unfamiliar, Coinbase is the largest crypto exchange in the U.S., frankly, probably the largest uh, crypto-centric company in the U.S., period. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, it, it's weird because, like, if I feel like if you go to Coinbase's website, it, it sort of feels like a U.S. company, unlike any yeah. of the other crypto exchanges do. Like, if you go to like even FTX, kind of looks like like right. not, well, I guess it isn't a U.S. company. It's based in the Bahamas, right? Something about like Binance's website and FTX, like you said, and all the other exchanges and crypto. It always feels like I'm going to some uh, website where like the current design trends, the current <laughs> UI trends are not in line with what's going on here in the US. You have to flip the language from like Russian or something. 
the moment you like you get like 49 ad blockers activate at once right right yeah yeah and you know google translates letting you know exactly yeah, right. uh, immediately what... pops up <laughs> Um, yeah, but so, you know, but Coinbase is great. Nothing weird happening there. Episode right, over. Right. Episode's over. We just wanted to talk so, yeah. about this. All right. Have a good night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they wish yeah, that was true. They wish that was true because um, Coinbase is having a, a sort of a, a moment in the spotlight. Like you know, it, it's always again, it always comes up. Crypto crash, crypto boom, whatever's going on with crypto. Inherently, ostensibly, I guess I should say, you're going to end up mentioning Coinbase. Uh, but Coinbase specifically is not having a good time right now. I mean, I guess I guess it all started, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, with the news of the first uh, ever charges against someone uh, for crypto insider trading. Not the first, the second. The second, okay. Uh, actually, me. So technically, I think there was an OpenSea guy who got done first. It was the same guy... SDMY, I forget his name, the same U.S. attorney. Oh, right, right, right. Same guy who fucked the OpenSea guy up. And read the press release of it. It is basically him going, fuck, fuck all of you. I'm going to get you all. I was the first to do it and then the second to do it. I'm going to be the next one to do it too. Right. Everyone's a, he, he is – I really wish I'd remember his name. Make, make me sound less than an idiot. But he, um, he was very clearly just saying, like, this is only the beginning. Right. So the, the open sea one was basically, I guess, to give people a little uh, backing there, because I don't think I covered it on this show. Basically, uh, the uh, the guy in charge of featuring different NFT projects on OpenSea's website, which is the number, the, the by far, oh, in a way, the largest NFT marketplace. Uh, the guy who was like in charge of featuring like the, the 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 featured projects, which you would be featured on OpenSea, you would see yeah. a bump in you know sales uh, of the NFT project, which means everyone else's uh, if they own that NFT uh, uh, asset, their NFT uh, value will go up too. Uh, so the guy in charge of featuring that stuff decided to, uh, of course, uh, obviously, why wouldn't you? buy into that NFT project while the prices were low and then feature them and see the value of his NFTs in that project uh, bubble up into exorbitant value, I guess. Yes, it is literally being an insider and trading off of that information is <laughs> about as blunt as it gets, other than the Coinbase one, where it was like 10 assets and the guy like told his brother. Never understood right. this one. Why people are like, I'll be, I'll get away with it. No one ever fucking try. No, like they will get you eventually inside the. It's not like they find out after five years and go, oh, yo, old sod. Better luck next time for us, I guess. Good game. <laughs> no, they're gonna come and get you and use you to build legal precedent. Right. I wonder which how the many guy is doing right now. Right. I wonder how many of these guys don't think they'll get caught or don't even think it's a thing. Because they're dealing in, ooh, crypto. This isn't this isn't uh, you know uh, your traditional investing. You can't insider trade with these assets. They're just they're just digital coins. No, but that's the thing. So I think what's happening here isn't necessarily that they broke a new rule. They didn't. Maybe they did, but what seems to be the principal issue here 
The number one issue is that they went and gave that information to other people. Now, I, I am not a securities lawyer. I'm fairly insecure in general, in fact. So it's just like, I'm not sure I totally understand the law, but it seems to be the big problem was the massive profits, but also the fact that they like, kind of like, have you seen, I think you should leave? Yes. Yeah, so the scene with the insider trading where it's like, money should be good, trade on the, like, those are probably the texts we're talking about. Because if they start locking up everyone who, I guess not, I guess it must be that because what it is is the people, the many, many people who have done like, I invested Andreessen Horowitz and I knew it was going on Coinbase, so I had it ready to sell. There was no insider trading there because they did, unless you went and bought the asset on another exchange beforehand, transferred it to Coinbase and then sold it, you are not insider trading. You were just making money the Andreessen way. Now, the principal issue here is that they very clearly – and as we'll get into more than just them, most likely, gave people info, probably taking a cut and said, oh, this is going on Coinbase. Fuck yeah. Let's make some money, bitch. Like, woo, we're all going to go go get arrested. And well, and it's interesting because I was thinking, I was thinking that it was going to be, oh shit, they started le- making it so that it was insider trading if you just knew it was going on Coinbase. That was my big question. Because if they do that, they may have to arrest like a lot of VCs. <laughs> a lot right. of fucking VCs going right. to jail. Oh boy. Oh me, oh my. Oh, 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 Sonny. Good golly, Miss Molly, and so on and so forth. But that's not the issue here. It seems that they went. Yeah, let's go do this. Let's sell the. Hey, I'm going to pick up more of this with my insider knowledge. I know it's good to buy more of this. And I'm going to put it on the place where I plan to insider trade. And now I'm going to insider trade. Okay, good. Are you all insider? Yep, we're all insider. Because it's. The other problem with this is all of this takes place on an immutable fucking ledger, a blockchain, if you will. If you're going to do insider trading, maybe don't go do it in a place where they can track the right. amateur hour. I, I mean, just there is they, no, like they really it's don't just think... so insanely obvious that they get caught. Like, right. It's because it's because, you know, if, if you don't publicize your wallet address, there's nothing connecting you to in the eyes of the public who can check this blockchain. There's nothing connecting your wallet address, like your ident- identity to that wallet address making the trades. But here's the conundrum here that I don't think these guys really uh, think about, which is it's a pretty big blind spot if you're not thinking about this. When you go to cash out, the exchanges are going to see that, hey, this wallet address is trying to transfer this crypto into real money, USD, and put it into this person's bank account. I don't even think you need to have taken the money out. And I think it's even dumber than that because you're completely correct with everything you say. But remember, Coinbase, they KYC, know your customer, everything. So they would have taken this money from these disparate wallets and then sent it to effectively a bank account with their name on it, which is very cool. Right. I think that that has the, like the You know what, though? Funny, but here – Here's this is one like thing. Oceans minus 11. <laughs> maybe maybe it's Oceans 11 minus 12, though, to really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. O- Ocean, oceans minus the ability to live a free life. Right. Uh, 
Uh, Jesus Christ. But, but here's the thing, though. Like, uh, let's actually rewind a little bit to sort of get the basics of this case down. Because I think yeah, yeah. there's an extra piece here that, that isn't quite connecting. And they must have they must have actually, like, the, 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 the lawyers and the... the, the uh, well, here's the here's the thing. So, oh, and to give myself a little bit of credit here, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York is calling this the the Coinbase one the first ever cryptocurrency insider trading oh tipping scheme. Okay, that's so that's it. I'm becoming a libertarian. Go. They've insulted my go. honor. There uh, we go. Um, no, well, but you the know what? Thing we, to you're right. That you you're... didn't you didn't miss anything though. You really didn't miss anything. So if you're wondering how the SEC or, sorry, SDMY found this out, it's probably because Coinbase told them, because they probably subpoenaed them and went, hey, we think this happened. If you don't hand this over willingly, we're going to come and get it. And do you really want us going through your emails? Now, well, they could actually, you please hand over this prig? They, they were actually tipped off by that. I, I, you're probably familiar with him. He's a big crypto uh, influencer on Twitter. At Kobe, um, this guy, oh, yeah, they got this, they got tipped off. Yeah, he. Had, let, let's rewind and go to the beginning here, and then, and then we'll get through all of this because I, I want to. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of stuff going on here. So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's um, start from the beginning. The the, the guy, the guy's name, is, uh, the former Coinbase product manager, Ishan Wahi, um, right. and his brother Nikhil Wahi, and his friend Samir Ramani. And they all have been charged with two crimes. You know, each has been charged with two crimes, wire fraud, conspiracy and wire fraud, both of which revolve around crypto insider trading based on confidential Coinbase information. So Ishan Wahi, as product manager at Coinbase, he would have prior knowledge of which cryptocurrency tokens would be listed on Coinbase. Now, if you go to Coinbase right now, you see a bunch of tokens listed, but there might be some like new upcoming crypto tokens that aren't on Coinbase yet. They're just like, you know, you have to like go through like MetaMask and all and all that it's annoying also, stuff. It's also guaranteed liquidity. So if you were looking to if you had invested in something and it was only on like a decentralized exchange or even Binance, which doesn't always have enough volume to really sustain any real selling. In fact, I imagine can't imagine all of it's real but in coinbase's case they generally are you can sell crypto like you would sell a i don't know a stock like right. they very much and it, perhaps the price will change but it's usually not as fast as another exchange like binance or what have you so right. keep going or, or, or even those or, detail right or even those crazy like on pancake swap when you got those like random fly-by-night shit coins pumping and dumping within, like, a time frame of, like, six to eight hours. Um, I, I, I have not talked about PancakeSwap with my, with my mouth before, but I will tell you, there were ones I saw that were gone in 15 minutes. Wait, it was what? what, what I'm was like that? the Roy Batty of PancakeSwap. I sat there and I watched some shit. I watched shit on there, watched it on Polygon. I'm a nasty little freak. <laughs> I went so, on. Pa I was on Pancake Swap early. I remember before Pancake Swap existed, it was Donut Swap. So many people lost money on Donut Swap, but then it went back up. People could have been rich. Ah, uh, well, you know, we all we all uh, have our regrets. You know, I was, was talking about Bitcoin back in like 2009 or whatever. It happens. Uh, but. <laughs> 
so so the, so when when a, a new token is added to Coinbase, mm-hmm. usually because like you said, Coinbase makes it so easy and seamless to buy and sell these tokens as if you're just buying and trading stocks instead of having to go through 25 different steps just to you know mm-hmm. get the the stable coin you need to then go ahead and buy whatever random shit coin you're trying to get a hold of. Um, so when they go on, when these new coins get added to uh, Coinbase, they usually see a large boost in their value. There's like a like a Coinbase listing boom. So and then there is a bust. Right, right. That is an important detail to add. Right. <laughs> it, there is I... a boom and then a bust right. every single goddamn time. Right. Please so, <laughs> so what, 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 what he would do was when he knew these coins were going to be added, he would tell his brother and his friend about it before they were publicly announced at, like, to be listed, which means they would be able to buy into these tokens before the official Coinbase announcement and get in before the value of these tokens would temporarily rise in value apparently uh his brother and his friend allegedly bought at least 25 different crypto assets on at least 14 different occasions prior to the announcement that the token would be added to coinbase the scheme one and and here's the thing too like kind of low amount of money for what you usually hear for this stuff the scheme allegedly made the three approximately $1.5 $1.5 million in realized and unrealized gains. So they didn't even get $1.5 million didn't even USD. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And so this Department of Justice says they were tipped off by this crypto influencer uh, at Kobe on Twitter, who back in April of 2022, which is just a few months ago, found an Ethereum wallet that had constantly invested hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crypto approximately 24 hours before each of these tokens would be officially announced for listing by Coinbase. So after seeing Kobe's tweet, Coinbase then also launched their own internal investigation. And in May, they informed uh, their former product manager, Ishan Wahi, that they wanted him to attend an in-person meeting in in five days uh, mm-hmm. after the the Monday after the upcoming weekend or whatever, so apparently uh, the day before May uh, that that May sixteenth meeting uh, on May fifteenth, why he booked a one way flight to India, but was oh, stopped. Yeah. yeah, but was stopped by law enforcement prior to boarding. His brother was also uh, picked up. Last I saw, and I by the way, I'm reading from. My own coverage of this from uh, in Mashable from uh, last year of last month, excuse me, last month. Um, his bro- his friend at the time was on the lam still. I-, I don't know if they've picked him up yet, but I'm sure he didn't get far. And um, why would you not fucking drive, you dipshit? Right. Why would you not get in your car and drive the most? Actually, no, you wouldn't make it through customs. I, I mean, I, I gotta think you might that, make it like, through Mexican. Like Mexican I, I, customs, maybe I'm yeah. not familiar with trying to illegally cross the border. Yeah. So neither am I, I. I. Yeah, of course, neither of us have ever. Anywho, <laughs> uh, but it, it's very much 
something where it's like, what was the fucking plan here? But every time these criminals always get too greedy. The fact that they had unrealized gains means that they definitely were trying to do something smart. They were like, oh, we won't cash out all of it. How about this? You cash out when you're out of the country. Right, right, yeah. Or yeah, perhaps yeah. you don't cash out at all and you take all of the asset, the USDC perhaps. And you, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to be a huge piece of shit criminal stealing from a US exchange or an exchange, you need to be smart about it. Come on, mate. Like, but but what's, what's great about that as well is Coinbase, is, they tried to be like, well, not a big deal. We helped you out. Everything's good. And the SEC went, actually, we're fucking not done. Right. We have, and I, I don't have them in front of me, and you might have them, but they said that nine different tokens were now being considered unregistered securities. One of them, right. I forget exactly which they were, but nevertheless, whatever they are, none of these coins do anything anyway. There's just random letters. Just imagine three or four letters together. You'll probably get it right. right. I, I could read some of them, but it's honestly okay, amp, please. amp. RLY, which I guess you would pronounce as really, uh, DDX, yeah. XYO, RGT, LCX, Power, but without the E, so P O W R, DFX, and CROM, K R O M. I mean, I, 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 I struggle Sounds to. Sounds like someone's trying to touch type, but their fingers went in the wrong place. <laughs> I mean, I struggle to see, honestly, why Coinbase, again, which is supposed to be like the shining beacon of crypto exchanges where like, oh, if it's listed on Coinbase, you know it's legit. Why they would yeah. list these tokens, which honestly, I have never even heard of. Like, like if you go to Coinbase right now and go to their website and you see like the top tokens on there, even if they're not tokens you see or hear about every single day, these are tokens you've probably at least come across at some point. Like the top tokens on there right now, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ethereum 2, Tether, USD coin, BNB, XRP, Binance, USD, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, Polkadot, Shiba Inu, Avalanche, DAI, Polygon, Tron, Uniswap, Rat Bitcoin. I could keep going and going Litecoin. But I mean, you've at least heard of these in passing. Like you get why they would be on Coinbase. I mean... Frankly, I'm none just, of them are I'm, worth anything. I'm just They're following all a hunch here, but I picked one of the tokens, Rally, uh, Investors, Andreessen Horowitz, Andreessen Horowitz Crypto, ah. Coinbase Ventures. Just going to get, let's see, Power. Never heard of Power before. Investors, Crypto, let's see. Maybe I'm wrong. Power Ledger. Interesting. So let's see. I might be wrong. Maybe these aren't. These aren't Coinbase. You know what? I was wrong on power, so I'm just going to pretend that I was right. Otherwise, well, the uh, fact but, that one know, so of them was even—I mean, these are all like fly-by-night. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it them, doesn't right. really matter. But what's interesting to me is why these these nine? Because were they the ones being trained? I'm not sure, but it definitely seems like it was them. Basically, SDMY going, yeah, you traded with these in a way that someone could. With the security, in fact, we want to know more. And then not long after, the SEC said they were investigating. They're investigating whether Coinbase may have indeed sold unregistered securities. If that is proven true, if the SEC justifies themselves, this entire industry is triple-decker fucked on almost every level. It will 
turn every investment that every VC has made into those tokens alone into just poison. On top of that, a lot of people are going to have to call their lawyers just right off the bat. But also, this will be legal precedent that we use to close a bunch of other ones. They're not going to... The SEC generally does not start pissing on people if they think they have a weak case. But what's important to add is uh, the U.S. charge reading, Bloomberg here, U.S. charge against former Coinbase Global Inc. employee may not be the only instance of insider trading at the cryptocurrency exchange, according to a new study. Some traders appear to be have snapped up tokens ahead of 10 to 25 percent or 15 to 37 Coinbase listings since 2018 wrote three academics at the University of Technology. So if that's the case, someone's going to jail. Someone senior. Because imagine if 10 to 25% of stocks listed on Robinhood were insider traded on. That would make, if it was a Robinhood-focused thing, that would be the end. If this ends up being anything close to true, this is also fucking terrible. Also completely obvious this would happen. Right. How did anyone not see this one coming? I'm honestly surprised it took this long. Uh, but it's... I mean, I completely, like... I, I could believe this was true. I could believe this was overblown. Either or. Like, I could see it. But I'm more likely to believe that not one guy... I don't believe one guy was like, oh, I've had this idea for the first time. And if you're if if you're hearing this and saying, well, no, maybe only one guy was that stupid, I really encourage you to type cryptocurrency into Twitter, read everything for ten minutes, and come back and tell me that this is like. To be fair, I imagine it's not that great with the stock market either. This is. I don't even know how to show the scale of this. So. This would be like the fucking NASDAQ. If the NASDAQ insider traded 10% of their listings, there would be fucking consequences to the fucking moon. They would, people would be in handcuffs. In fact, I'd argue they're not taking this seriously enough. Right. They may want more evidence, but when they get it, if this is true, don't know if it's Brian Armstrong, but someone senior at Coinbase is going to going to have to enjoy a smaller bedroom for a few years because this is criminal like this is no longer ah, you know it's, it's just you know we're just bad at security this is criminal action right i i ain't no lawyer but i know insider trading's illegal and i know this level is fucking crazy like this is not there is no comparison you you know what's really just the math bag. You know what's you know what's funny about this latest uh, news from Bloomberg that you just uh, from uh, Bloomberg Justina Lee uh, wrote the piece about this Coinbase insider trading being much larger, not this one product manager that formerly was with the company. The fact that remember I was just uh, just rewind like five minutes and remember when I was talking about how that crypto influencer on Twitter at Kobe tipped off. The whole investigation by looking up these wallets and when they made these purchases. Well, fast forward to when the arrests were made just a few months later. Coinbase put out a blog post basically explaining the whole situation. And like they were like victoriously like chest thumping 
as if the, like it was on them. Like they're the ones yep. who, on their own, decided, "Hey, something's up with what's going on with our product." We're the good here. guys. Yeah, and oh, our and they, I think they were like, "Oh, our internal systems worked or whatever." But it's that the whole thing was tipped off by a third party completely. Coinbase's systems, whatever they are, they are if they even exist, did not trip. By whatever this product manager was doing, because you know you think he, they'd monitor their employees' accounts, right? Right. Like, but also this is the this is. I don't want to get go all over the place, but so let's finish this thought first. So, so on top of them saying like this product manager that the big story broke uh, in in July, July twenty first, I think the the news broke um, of the arrest and everything. Now we know less than a month later that uh, they should be, if they really do have these great security systems, they should be thumping that chest and dropping a new blog post every other day saying another Coinbase employee just got arrested because this is happening all the time. And now now here's the thing that's interesting to me. Now, the product manager who is the only actual person we could put a face to this insider trading scheme going on inside Coinbase. Uh, He apparently, from my understanding and reading of everything, he did not buy or invest or whatever you want to call it any of this crypto. He basically tipped off the information, insider trading tips, uh, to his brother and his friend who then made the purchases. Now, being that these were not listed on Coinbase yet, these purchases then obviously had to happen off outside of Coinbase's exchange, likely through a platform that we just spoke about before, a decentralized platform like PancakeSwap, which means there really is no like Coinbase uh, oversight on these purchases going on. So I disagree. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No. No. Please. I, I'm just spitballing here. I, I could There's be a very simple wrong. fail point here. How are they not just looking at any account tied to anyone who works with them? Just real simple, just, hey, you seem to be getting a lot of tokens coming in. But maybe immediately. He, but maybe he didn't get any I, I don't think his account was involved. That's the thing. Even if oh, okay, then oh I see your point you see, if it was another yeah, person. Okay, like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's so, something they didn't know. Like he's using his knowledge for example, through internal documents saying, because as part of his job, according to how I'm understanding this, he needed to know what was going to be listed in the upcoming whatever, days, weeks, months, etc. So he would not do anything with his Coinbase account. He would use the, the, the knowledge he gained from the internal Coinbase documents that he was privy to because it was part of his job to then give that information to his brother and his friend who then would make these purchases before the coins, the tokens were listed on Coinbase. Now, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like Coinbase should have a security method in, like, uh, to, to see. I feel like they could still track large influxes of money. Yeah, they, now, would, need if to, they, really they would need to do what Kobe did. They would need to do what Kobe did and check off their own system. They would have to track the purchasing volume of these tokens and track the wallets purchasing these tokens before Coinbase lists them and then trace it from there, which, I mean, this is a huge multi-billion dollar company. They certainly could do it if a random friggin' crypto investor... Okay, okay. Uh, I actually think that there is a defense for Coinbase here. I hate to say this. Generally, when a new token is listed, they usually do not have... It would be hard 
to, because you have, especially if it was for sale elsewhere, there would be no point at which they could have got it on the platform early. So there will always be an influx of tokens. That's actually how they probably masked it. Even if they didn't go through that guy's account, they probably just transferred from another exchange, which is just how it works. In Coinbase's rare Coinbase's defense, I can't believe I'm doing this. There, that would be tough to track, but at the same time, I have to wonder if it was less sophisticated if some random fucking guy on the internet found I don't mean any offense to him. It's just like, if he can find it, why can't you? You're worth billions of dollars. Do you not have a bloke who's like, okay, I'm going to watch the. You don't launch tokens more than like once a day, I'm guessing. Is it that hard to not have five, ten people just watching the economy? And saying, right. oh, that's well, strange. These, well, these guys were being uh, – Wahi's brother and friend were being, uh, Wahi, uh, were being uh, uh, tipped off on 14 separate occasions apparently. This was going on since uh, – when was this? When, when did this uh, – this started in I think 2001, their, their insider trading uh, scheme. 2018. 2000- oh, no, sorry. That's the study. No, no. Yeah, yeah. this is uh, – an insider trading scheme that's, that went on, I think, for like uh, about a yeah, from June 2021 to April 2022, um, 14 different occasions, 25 different crypto assets. Now, here's the thing, though. They were eventually able to tie this back to their product manager, Ishan Wahi. So there is some Coinbase connection there that they were able to figure out between the 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 uh the, the those wallets belonging to the brother and the friend, and Wahi, the former product manager himself. Now I I don't I don't know what that could be except it might be they played process of elimination with the projects he was on. Right, maybe that could that could be the case, or Wahi's brother and friend could have did the uh did the dumbest thing imaginable, and they could have cashed out on Coinbase. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a level of like, oh, wait, did his brother not get arrested? Because no, that would be so funny if his brother no, was him, like, fuck you. <laughs> no, him, his brother, and the friend are all being charged with the same thing. I think he, I think why he, the pro- former product manager, is being charged with two counts, whereas the other two are being charged with one count each of wire fraud, conspiracy, and wire fraud. They, they each face a maximum of 20 years in prison. So it's a, it's a, they're going yeah. to get to, the poster child for this but i don't know why we're talking about coinbase listing securities though because there's a fascinating blog from june 21st it's called uh coinbase does not list securities end of story from the coinbase blog from their chief legal officer paul graywell and let me just say no problem thank you glad you said it no longer need to check into the sec fraud charges because you told me they're not securities thank you very good. Really love it. So apparently, reading down this little, this like very short refutation to the point that it's like actually quite simple. So apparently seven of the nine assets, including their charges, are listed on Coinbase. There's two that are not, which means this is the SEC starting the engine. This is them going, all right, you fucking children. We're going to get it. Took us long enough. And as I previously said, the SEC tends to not do things like this when they're kind of sure. They're doing this to get shit done. And the CFTC right. Commissioner Caroline Pham said, 
that this is a striking example of regulation by enforcement by the SEC. No. They, like, one of the reasons the SEC is so fucking angry is because crypto's been around a while. They could have started making inroads and having conversations very early on. I'm serious. They could have. But you know what they're probably scared of? The SEC going, you've been so helpful. Anyway, these are all obviously securities, like we said. They just have been trying to hold this off. But now they're act- they've not made any meaningful inroads beyond the last few years with the SEC. They've really not tried. The SEC fired a few warning shots. Uh, or maybe it's DOJ. I don't know how America works. Free fan of Congress. Anywho, um, <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna get to Congress in in a second because Coinbase. But, but well, to, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but but to put it bluntly, <laughs> let's wrap it up as Coinbase has not made the effort to try and work with the SEC. In fact, Coinbase has loudly and proudly been like, "Fuck you! Just we we don't care." regulate my anus i don't give a shit fuck you all brian armstrong quotes you can google them but it's like they've just given the middle finger to the sec for the, and i'm not even being a pro-government guy here it's just like why are you surprised the most fucking petulant government agency the one that comes after people tramples on them that goes yeah here's a press release about how good we are fuck you look at this criminal blah 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 every sec and doj press release is like genuinely dancing on someone's grave they love winning and they love talking about winning why would you not try and head that off oh i know because brian armstrong made his billions already all these fucking people got rich already door's gonna shut behind them as they go off on some fucking yacht they all go and try and kill the three ac guys for sport like like i it's just so annoying because they either don't know and they're stupid or they do know and they don't give a fuck. Like they're just like, we made our money already. Who cares? But they're going to pretend to keep the lie going. That Oh, yeah. I mean, the SEC, they're being very unfair with these very obviously very similar to securities things we keep selling. Anywho, let's talk about Congress. Right. I, I, yeah, let's 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 move to Congress, because to, first to get to Congress, we should talk about Coinbase's. Uh, thanks to their, uh, you know, their uh, founder and CEO, Brad, excuse me, Brian Armstrong, thinking of the wrong Armstrong for a second, Brian Armstrong, they sort of made a big, uh, they, they like made a line in the sand back in 2020, like fall of 2020, when it came to politics at the workplace. Now, this was this was even before crypto really blew up in the mainstream and Coinbase was all of a sudden being talk, talked about by everybody because Brian Armstrong came out right after COVID uh, lockdowns and the BLM, the Black Lives Matter protests over the summer. He came out and was basically sick of uh, politics being discussed at the workplace. Coinbase, you know, their, their Slack, their internal systems, whatever – so he basically said, this is like a politics-free workplace. We're not going to be doing any of this social justice stuff. And if you don't like it, the door is over there. Goodbye. And, you know, you saw, you saw the usual suspects cheering this. You know, your, your tech VC saying this is exactly you know, the, the, the anti-woke tech VC saying, finally, someone doing this. And, you know, cheering him on. And right. 
And you do remember, you remember that, right? It was like a huge thing, I, I, I recall. I remember because it was, I can't remember if it was before or after that base camp thing where it was like, we don't want any politics in the office. It's kind of like when they said, it's like the bigger version of the dead spin stick to sports thing. It's just like acting as if labor can exist apolitically. It really cannot. Especially material, like money layer, like especially this kind of specific labor is so impossibly entrenched in politics. You just have to be a big Lex Luthor looking ass motherfucker to believe otherwise. Right. Right. And you know what? I might be, I might, I might be conflating the outrage between the base camp and Coinbase one. They both did the same thing. Oh, no, um, both of them yeah. got everyone mad. Right. To be clear, I right. definitely I, wrote newsletters about both separately, <laughs> which means there was a, enough people talking about it. I totally forgot about the, uh, the base camp. <laughs> it's because it's all the same kind of miserable bullshit. It's the, the like, rich guys being like, I want to fucking hear about it, you little fuckers. Right. And probably one guy who looks exactly like them being like, why can't I bring up race theory in the uh, developers chat? Oh, why do I have to call women by their names versus sugar tits? The usual <laughs> affectation I've been using for 10 years with no problem. Like it's, it's probably got, it's James, the more bullshit where these wimpy guys who expect the world to cater to them in the most specific ways, sit there and go, fuck do I have to respect other cultures for? It's like, as they, go completely insane and get him interviewed by Nelly Bowles about how they're the most persecuted man alive as they get national media coverage. Pardon me. I've gone on a rant. No, it's all right. We're not even, we're not even talking crypto here, but the, 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 uh, the, the overlap the between people. the reaction the is same exactly, exactly. Half-assed libertarian people. Exactly. So you got Brian Armstrong, founder and CEO of Coinbase saying no politics at Coinbase. If you don't like it, Get out. And, you know, I, they, they offered like a, 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 a package to leave or whatever. I don't recall whether it was good or not. Who cares? The point is no politics at Coinbase, period. Fast forward less than a year later, I think like something like six to nine months, and Coinbase is launching their own lobbying uh, group with uh, Fidelity uh, to, uh, called the, the Crypto Council for Innovation. Uh, and their own quote is to lobby policymakers and serve as the burgeoning industry's voice in championing the economic benefits of digital currencies and related technologies. And then if you want to know what sort of, uh, uh, those, what sort of efforts they're talking about, uh, just a few weeks ago, a new bipartisan bill, this is from, uh, uh, Jason Brett over at Forbes a new bipartisan bill introduced in the U.S. Senate by Senator Pat Toomey, Republican of Pennsylvania, and Senator Kristen Sinema, Democrat of Arizona, uh, will enable will, you're right will enable yes, Americans <laughs> right will enable Americans to buy coffee with crypto without triggering a taxable event. The, it's called the Virtual Currency Tax Fairness Act, and it provides an exemption for gains of less than fi- a tax exemption for gains of less than fifty bucks on personal transactions and personal transactions under fifty. And if you're wondering, by the way, how this bill does does Toomey, Pat, uh, Senator Toomey, and Senator Cinema really just love crypto so much that they would just come up with this on their own? Of course not. 
Of course no, not. No, Cinema was reading where the mail with the check came from for once. Right, right. This is also from that same piece. The Crypto Council for Innovation uh, weighed in with the support for the bill. We applaud the bipartisan leadership. Their, le- this, their legislation is forward-looking and focused on the utility of this new technology. With one in five Americans holding or using crypto, greater regulatory clarity will support the industry's next stage of growth. We look forward to helping policymakers on the work ahead. I mean... We know who's like pushing this stuff. Like I don't, I don't know if this. Neither st- of these people have traded crypto once. They have no idea what it is. Right, right. Kristen right, Cinema right. was just thinking like her living space's credit card. Got to pay that down. Still got a Pier One as one somehow. It's where she gets all her hats. I don't know, but yeah, it just of all the crypto legislation that at least covers the like I don't know this theory. The three people who will buy a beer with crypto and fucking hate it. They'll spend like two hours waiting for the Bitcoin network to just, oh, yep, your beer. And sadly, you are $3 short for your order because it took too long. <laughs> Sorry, right. man. Right. And then before, before that, though, now, again, I don't know where this legislation directly came from, but we can guess it's from one of these crypto lobbying firms. Maybe it's FTX. Maybe it's Coinbase's one. Uh, they surely are all supporting these legislations, even if they're not the ones directly involved with giving the senators this exact wording. But just a few months before the coffee one, you had uh, Senator uh, uh, Cynthia Loomis, Republican from Wyoming, and uh, Senator uh, Kristen Gillibrand, uh, Democrat from New York, working on bipartisan crypto legislation. And this one was to see the uh, CFTC, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, be the regulatory body looking over crypto as a commodity. And that's because they are much more crypto friendly and there's uh, much less stringent regulation on commodities instead of the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission, and, you know, crypto being registered as securities. Except the SEC is already investigating. It's just they can only throw so much money at this before someone from the SEC is going to say, we have there is smoke and fire and more smoke and more fire. And also, to be clear, they've not been lobbying for long. There are interests. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised that would like crypto to not exist. Big like, do you think the stock companies really fucking like crypto? No, they got the money where they needed to. Right. Like they got the money. They get, like all these people. If they thought it was going, especially with Voyager and Celsius, do you think these stock trading companies, Robinhood, lost a ton of money on crypto? Like it's not actually well, a great product. You know, I I will say well, I they, think they I made think... money, but also, right. but also it's not a consistent business. It is a business that is so season. Do you want a seasonal financial product? Because that's fucking terrible. I still a volatile I, I... asset that anyone can buy and sell. Does that sound like something that? financial trading networks which already had a complete nightmare what like 12 15 years ago the day trading when people just went fucking nuts on day trading and lost so much money do you think they want to repeat that again well they kind of are already except this time they can probably make it some form of illegal and i don't think everything will be a security but if it becomes prohibitively dangerous to make a new token do you think anyone's going to invest in one anymore? Do you think that tokens 
in their pitch decks haven't had some sort of warning that this could become a security any moment, which will make your investment very annoying. Do you want like, because that's really where my head's at. I'm just thinking they're going to come for the tokens. And when the tokens are gone, ERC is kind of useless. The real question is whether they come for like the big networks like DYDX, Compound, all them. I used to work for Compound, worked like a long time ago, back in 2018. Volunteering that information, anyone comes to my balls, but it's, uh, but with like these big name ones, if they get called securities, and like this is horrible for the entire industry, even if when you create a token, it is not a security. If the SEC goes, that one, if they even make it just slightly more difficult, do you think lawyers are going to want to mess with that? That's the thing. The easy money is leaving the, it's leaving the system. See, if it's going to be securities law, even if, it, even if there is the theoretical chance of it being difficult, I believe it's going to stymie. Well, Andreessen Horowitz's $4.5 billion crypto fund might just sit in the bank for a while until Andreessen works out a new way to create a new thing to make him more money for some reason. Don't know what he wants. Right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I agree with some of what you're saying and I totally get it, but I, I think there's, I think there's too many, and there's certainly that sentiment from certain sectors of like the old finance world who are just against this and, and are sort of like doing the, I told you so when this, this crypto, this latest crypto crash happened. But I, I still feel like when you he- see all these like, um, these retirement fund companies coming out and saying, yeah, we invested crypto and lost some money, but we're still looking at it. We're, we're recalibrating. There's still so many people and, and, and big companies too, I think, who are still sold on this idea that, yeah, there's going to be these stumbling blocks, but this still is the future. This is where it's all going. This is where it's going to be because they're sold this constant VC marketing drivel. Sure. And I fully agree. I actually agree with your perception. We both could be right, is what I'm saying. Yeah. There is there is just a chance that if you think about any investor, any VC, and indeed the limited partners of a VC firm, they are always engaging in risk analysis. And if they end up, because if this becomes a security, if a token becomes a security, and it is handled in a way that is illegal for a security to be handled. And me not being a securities lawyer, I cannot tell you what that is, but I know it ain't how crypto works. Freely tradable in a completely anonymous or pseudo-anonymous network, that alone is going to make the SEC not like it. Like that is an unregistered security. I'm saying that as if a limited partner was looking at a fund and they were like, we're thinking about more crypto tokens. It only takes a few of those LPs saying, I don't like this financial risk. This could become an investment that's impossible to sell. It will stop. Like, it's not just about American money either. It will mean, hey, this security, this unregistered, uncontrollable security, it, a lot of money's coming to it from China. Like, it's, it's not even about what happens. It's the theoreticals that will drive people insane. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the SEC is wrong and is investigating nothing and nine tokens won't become securities and CFTC will take over. Whatever. I don't know. But it's I think something bad is coming with regards to securities law. 
or just precedent. They are not done sticking sticking their finger in people's ears. Bad None. For, bad for them, we should say. Yeah. It's bad for any... It, it, I'm not even talking about the law here. Just take a step back. I'm talking about the money going into crypto. Right, right. I'm talking about the investments going into crypto and the limited partners that invest in funds that invest in crypto. I there was a and this is a somewhat connected thing. Advertising for crypto on TV, I believe, dropped from like millions to like thirty-five or like eighty-five grand in the space of a few months. Money is already leaving the system. If there becomes some sort of event that starts spooking LPs, I know this sounds very distant, but if the people giving the money to the people that invest the money stop wanting to put their money near crypto based on the fact that they think there might be oncoming SEC ruling or just they will hold an investment that then becomes unprofitable because they can't sell it because it, I don't know. LPs will not want to put money in crypto. VCs will not. They may want to, but the LPs will say, fuck no, 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 no. When they're trying to raise their second, third, fourth fund, the VCs, the LPs will say, I don't trust crypto. I won't be surprised if they're saying it already, but they're all like terrible. So they probably were like, well, you know, it was good while it lasted. That's probably the more realistic conversation. But, oh boy, there is a, like, I just really see this as an opportunity where I think that if money starts leaving this system at at speed, you will see, if not a sell-off, I don't even think it will cause a sell-off. It will just mean there will be less new crypto stuff. Now, you might say it's a good thing. Careful now. Because if there's less things, there's more. The, the SEC can cover more ground. And they very, like the real closing argument make is they really want to. They are motivated. They don't like crypto. They do not like it. Right. Which yes. means that if it's not today, they're watching. They're sitting there waiting for the opportunity to say, you, we got you. They're going to be watching from now until either Coinbase goes under or the SEC goes under because they do not like them. Otherwise, now, there, to be clear also, there is also an investigation into every U.S. exchange. I forgot this one. The SEC is not just invest, investigating Coinbase for unregistered securities. It's also Binance. And every other U.S. exchange. That's also not great news because this is the equivalent of saying, "Yeah, right now, uh, yeah, the Nasdaq uh, and the FTSE 100 are kind of being investigated for possibly inside trading with their own things they list. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you might not invest in stocks as much. You might be scared that the market is corrupt. Their dumber things have spooked markets before. In crypto's case, it won't spook the market. It will just Start killing money into it, which will take longer to manifest. And when it does, it will be a slow stop rather than a big hit. It will just the wind will fall out of the sails, maybe not completely, but enough that the meaningful investment in crypto in the US will drop meaningfully. Like, I don't have any money in it anymore because it sounds dodgy, but it's just also... Like, this is very clearly going to become bad. This is going, there is, if it's not now, it's in a few years. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the sad thing is, I feel like, uh, you know, this is something that we, we say all the time. 
and uh, something that's been said. And then all of a sudden, we got, uh, you know, uh, as we saw, uh, these regular comebacks with the crypto industry. Like, you know, this happened in like... We were doing like with the uh, the the uh, the ICO stuff. Uh, this was like what, like 2017, and then fast forward to you had the the this latest boom, and then before that there was that boom, but then it was all uh, in like the early 2010s that was all hit after Mount Gox. Like crypto is constantly gone headfirst, crashing into a wall, yet the industry has been able to bounce back consistently with the idea of these are just the normal stumbling blocks for the thing that is going to be the future. And they, mm-hmm. they successfully sell that shit each and every time. So, you know, I, I know this one would would be a lot different due to the legalities involved and the law being involved, but I, I still feel that like they would... That is the only thing that matters. Right, no, right. I still feel the, like they would the find a way, though. Before. They would find a way to recalibrate. I think it would be we wouldn't see the same players, all or at least all the same players. They probably wouldn't be making so much easy hand over fist money like they've been. But there's still going to be this because as long as crypto exists, it's taking advantage of people. Like that's the main thing people need to understand. Yes. Like no matter what the law does to rein this in, as long as crypto exists and you are investing in something that is basically hot air nothing there's no voting power there's no ownership in some sort of entity or company or whatever if you were just investing in something because other people view it as valuable because they think other people view it as valuable because they think other people view it as valuable you are investing in nothing and as long as it exists then that way and that's all that crypto is I, it's inherently an industry that's built on making money off of taking advantage over other people without also simultaneously making or creating anything of any utility at all. Like, sure, you can say there's a lot of entity, there's a lot of industries out there that part of their, uh, you know, part of their revenue model is taking advantage of people. That's horrible, sure. But you could sometimes, at least in this horrible capitalistic world we live in, you could sometimes try to make it, make the cost benefit analysis make sense because they put something that's equal or okay in value or something good out there in the world in return there's nothing no argument to be made even for that here uh it's just you're, you're, you're doing nothing in this industry but making money off of other people losing money yes but there is a big fact honking difference between mount gox between any of this stuff and what is happening now <coughs> because before there were no laws now, laws might be created. Regulation will be regulated. It's definitely the right verb. Uh, it's what I'm getting at is before there was nothing to kill it. Tell you what, open up Robinhood and try and buy a margin call on a stock that you can't buy it on. It simply won't appear. Now, that may be because of the different. I, I actually don't really understand why that is. I'm sure there's a good reason. But with margin, you can only get so much. What I'm getting at is that's because there are laws and regulations because Robin Hood, like a lot of companies, is deadly afraid that the SEC will fucking kill them because stocks are highly regulated because of literally everything we are discussing. Crypto might maneuver 
But what use is every single, like, taking a step back, of all of the projects that are out there that get the attention that are popular, like uh, fucking Axie Infinity or whatever, all of them rely on being ERC token, ERC20 tokens or using 721 NFTs, right? Now, NFTs, I think we're solid in that I don't think NFTs will become securities. ERC20 tokens, though, if they're able to... That is the fundamental part of cryptocurrency that is not just money. It is the only abstraction outside of capital that crypto has. What fucking use is playing Axie Infinity if you are trading securities? Because that is what they are actually afraid of. It's not, oh, Ethereum will get made a security. It's my bing bong points in bang bang, this Ponzi scheme I play that I think is a game. If that helium... We haven't talked about Helium, but Helium, if, what is it, HLT, if they get made securities, you now have a box that makes a security? Oh my God, does that make you, I don't know, a broker deal? Like, what the fuck is that? Did you just create a security? Did you create a stock with a hotspot? Because that, I don't even know what law that breaks, but I'm going to guess that's illegal. But that's what I'm getting at. It's not about what happened before, and they want to really make... They want to keep people excited. So it's always a down market. Anthony Pompliano blowing out his asshole. Talk about, oh, it's, now's the time to invest. Now's the time to be able to fuck off. But also, <laughs> for real, all these people want to do that. I actually don't think Pomp has really talked about securities much because the reason no one wants to talk about it is the same reason no one talks about people killing themselves in Vegas. It harshes the flow of the casino. I'm deadly serious. This is the boogeyman. I'm really, I know you might not agree, but this is the real fear. If they make a ding dong, a rally token, a security, these products, the only product that crypto has, as useless, as nebulous as some of them are, as completely unlaunched as some of them are. Oh my God, that, that, if they all become securities, that's really fucking bad. I, your apes may be gone, but if you have ape coin, and that is a security. And I know they've only said it's nine of them. Do you think they're going to go, we got nine? Wrap it up, boys. Right. I'm going to put dinner in the oven. <laughs> no, they're going to use that as precedent to work from and fuck everyone up. I know I'm being expletive, but, and I know I'm sorry, saying expletives, I should say. I know I'm being aggressive here and like conspiracy adjacent, but I'm not wrong. If I, no. You know what? If I become wrong and these aren't made securities and nothing happens, I'm actually confident they will in the future. But they, they would not – I must be clear they would not announce it if they didn't think they had at least some case for it. And it only takes one. Once it becomes one – look how quickly Coinbase posted that. Right. Also, their comms strategy is total dog shit. Just awful, awful way to respond. You sound snooty and rude. You should have said fucking nothing, literally nothing. Having a blog called – like Coinbase does not list securities. It's quite literally that tweet about the uh, my I'm not involved in says, human. Yeah, my right, shirt yeah. that says I'm not involved in human trafficking gets me a lot of questions answered by the shirt. It's very much saying, what, I mean, this doesn't allay my fear. It's not like anyone, only the dumbest man alive would be like, nah, they're right. Nothing to worry about. I, I SEC is full of shit. 
it would be great if there actually are Coinbase printed up shirts out there that say Coinbase does not list security. Oh my god! If you're a reviewer and you get me one on it, if that's a real ass Coinbase shirt and you get that to me, I'll give you two hundred and fifty dollars of real money. You what? I'm I want thinking, that. Sh- I'm, I'm gonna think- make that shirt. I'm, I'm about like, to say. I'm about to say. I'm thinking about doing it. Get the first scam, scam economy, economy merch. Shirt. I'll buy one. I'm going to print that up. Yeah, Coinbase does not list security. you get sued security. by Coinbase. You <laughs> hey, get it's, sued by Coinbase. It's parody. Though. It's parody. It's based off that joke. I'm parodying the joke. Um, yeah. And then Mike Jin f- sues you for the tweet. <laughs> it becomes a like, really long lawsuit. But yeah, anyway, sorry, I've gone off for like four no, hours, no. This was so. no. This is, I mean, this is this conversation. This isn't like you know other episodes. I feel like of of this show so far. You know, it's it's you know we've done about twenty six episodes now. Um, you know, it's been like here's the story. This is what happened. Uh, you know, and here's all everything that happened. But with this episode of Coinbase, we're talking about something that is ongoing, and not only ongoing with like yeah, and I'll give you an update in a month or two when this is all wrapped up. We're talking about something right now that we're probably gonna be able to look back on in like two years and still try to make sense of everything. Like this is going to be something that is an ongoing thing. In the crypto space, as long as it lasts, which I think is going to be a very, very long time, um, sadly. But uh, before before we, we wrap up here, there was a piece you sent me from uh, Francis Coppola, who we've uh, so, 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 so cited her stuff before. Jeez. I gotta get her. I gotta get her on this show. She's great. She is awesome. Yes, she wrote a I, great thing on Voyager as well. Yeah, I've been meaning to actually get her on to talk about the Lightning Network because I know she did really great work on that early on. And I haven't done an episode on the Lightning Network yet. I've been really meaning to because that's always – I'm going off on a tangent here. But that's always like one of the things that people always like that's going to change how Bitcoin's used. But that's for another episode. make Bitcoin instead of slow kind of slow. <laughs> right. But that's for another episode. So, so you sent me this this piece from her about Coinbase's balance sheet, and I think it ties in really well with that rant you just went on, and, and is the perfect way to wrap up here. Um, because honestly, I read it a few times, and, and I get what she's saying because she's so good at breaking this down. But, but holy shit, is this really like deep in the weeds and, and sort of confusing if you're not like a, a, a finance guy or gal? Do you want me to? Should I lead us in? Yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you break it? You probably understood it better than me, honestly. So why don't you? Oh no! I just read it like seven times before <laughs> talking to you. So, long story short, there was a a a staff accounting bulletin within the SEC that talks about recently adopted guidance that basically says, long story short, that cryptocurrency exchanges must hold a hundred percent of com of sorry, not company. Customer funds separate to and hold them 100%. That is more than a real bank. So it's really, really bad. It doesn't cover custodial funds, so like institutional. You know, it just covers regular people. So now Coinbase's balance sheet was massively inflated previously to quote francis's uh title there because they were previously able to take those ones and just shove them fucking in there that's our balance sheet now these are right this is up Mm-mm. it's not no that's not yours it has to sit there so previous ramp by the way look how scared coinbase got of a single staff accounting bulletin from march 
This is how scary the SEC is. They sent out, it's still a legal thing, like still, I'm probably mangling the exact law thing here, so just forgive me, audience, but the really specific thing is this was a staff accounting bulletin. This did not get press, and yet Coinbase changed their business, how they did their balance sheets. That is a public company with billions of dollars that's changed how they did business in a huge, uh, what is it? I forget the exact form when you're a public company, but they're uh, they're 10Q. They had to change their fucking filing for their public company. Like, this is not a small deal. Francis is incredible for finding it. It's about two days ago, so uh, August 15th. This is really bad, by the way, because also... You motherfuckers just keeping all the money together. Got to worry about that. So they, oh yeah. And there's another little wrinkle to this. They cannot hold, I don't believe they can hold customer funds in riskier assets. They have to hold them in like either what the customer bought or something adjacent to it, which I imagine is like real money. Now, going back to one of my other conspiracy theories. So just to be clear, this was like a meaningful, massive inflation of a balance sheet. Mid-July, Coinbase also combined the order books on Coinbase with USDC and real US dollars. There is now no differentiation between them on the platform. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's actually anything, but all I'm going to say is this is an insane way to run a business, full stop. But also, all I'm, I just the wheels are coming off, but also Coinbase is willing to change their business based on the SEC. If the SEC goes for these securities now, if they scare them enough, those... They will disappear, as will anyone that Coinbase believes. You're talking about crypto never stopping. You're completely correct. Just may become very hard to do in America or very right. slow. Yeah. You just won't be able to. There will be rules. I actually don't know the in-depth rules about securities, but there are limits. There are limits to who can operate with them and standards by which holding them. Like I don't believe you can just hold a stock in a private wallet, for example. Right. Like, I don't think that's. I don't think you can do that. Right. Like, here, here, here's one piece from, from Francis's piece that really stuck out to me. You, you broke it down perfectly, but there, there's one extra thing here that, that stuck out to me uh, specifically here is she, she says that no longer can the costs of hacks, security failures, bugs and exploits, rug pulls, scams and frauds be dumped on customers, which means that According to these SEC rules, these new rules from earlier this year that Coinbase is now abiding by, and these are guidelines, I should say, not rules, because she also points out that these need to be uh, rules with penalties. Right now, these are just guidance. But basically, uh, the SEC is saying if you, if your customers lose something, like if you're keeping your money with Coinbase, your your assets with Coinbase, and there's some sort of security failure or exploit or scam or bad code or, or fraud or whatever. Coinbase is liable. It's not the old way of crypto where, uh, you're shit out of luck. It's on you, the customer. To also be clear, they cannot just hold insurance either. Like they have to hold the equivalent asset. If I don't know, I'm not actually I'm not accusing Coinbase of anything, but if they were doing any dodgy business, they would probably have to stop it immediately. And also they're losing a lot of money that they now can't they now can't touch those customer funds. Don't know if they ever were, but like that can no longer count in their balance sheet, which means that their stock is probably going to 
eventually realize this when people rub their brain cells together. And also just on a very basic level, fuck me, can you run a company properly, please? If you've got money in and you're like, it's a volatile asset, just put it in the back. You don't need, like, if you, oh, you was, that's actually a good question. Was Coinbase speculating? I don't think they were, but Voyager and Celsius were. And, and quite frankly, like, I, I don't know if a US company would be that stupid, but all in all, Coinbase appears to be run quite poorly as a company. And a very, that is the one thing I can say with 100% certainty that there is literally just the, this company is run incredibly poorly because there are no regulations or rules. They just ran it on vibes. What felt good at the time. Yeah, they, they, sure. Fuck it. Sounds great. Bing bong. I'm, I'm Brian Armstrong. I love money. Like, <laughs> like they flouted regulation until it became inconvenient to do so. And the fact that re, they reacted to this likely means they believe the SEC has a strong case that they should do this. I wonder if Binance US is doing this. I wonder if I actually I was about to say FTX. I'm like, is crypto.com American? Like, you, know, you know, you know, here here's the thing too, I think, to really sort of tie together the whole thing with what and and wrap up what you're saying right here. Mm-hmm. Um all these companies I that you just mentioned, all these other crypto exchanges, I feel like if Coinbase is in is doing it, then without a doubt they are because yeah. Coinbase has been for for good or bad, held up as the standard. Like this is like the most legit exchange. Like they they gotta be doing everything right for them to be leading the charge in the U.S. Where you know this is the wild wild west here, the crypto industry. But in order to get to number one in the U.S., probably the one place that does have some sort of whatever little oversight there is in the crypto industry, it's probably here. Um, you know, Coinbase to get where they are in this market, they need to be doing things by the book and being as legit as legit can be. Mm-hmm. And they, they've sort of been coasting pretty well off that, um, either, you know, deserved or undeserved, uh, belief about Coinbase. Um, and here we are now discovering that, you know, Coinbase isn't on the up and up everywhere. Uh, in fact, here's a shitload of controversies all in your lap at once. So, I mean, you got to believe the other uh, exchanges are all doing not only something like this stuff, but they got to be doing even worse. Whatever, whatever the worst, yeah. we're gonna f- whatever the worst we're going to find out about Coinbase, I feel like the other exchanges are going to top it. Uh, and to finish us off, here is my wild ass prediction of, of the episode. I believe a major exchange, not in America necessarily, will go insolvent in the next year. Come back if I'm wrong, I, I you're getting nothing. I will just claim it will happen one month perpetually until it does. But I just that is my new suspicion. Because do you I wanna, do not do believe you... Well, it's very simple. If Coinbase has to do it and they are the most legitimate and they were still doing it in a dodgy way, do you really think random exchanges in like Asia or like the Bahamas or anywhere. Do you think they're really doing things up by the book? Right. Especially not specifically referring to any Bahama-based exchange. One that deliberately reduced their holdings in Voyager 
so that they were below the line of a certain reporting level so that they didn't have to report certain financials. Could be talking about anyone, of course. Right, I'm not yeah. saying that one's going to go could insolvent. Be, could, be, could be Gemini, Kraken, uh, Crypto.com. Gem- Gemini, actually, Gemini <laughs> is the one I actually have the most faith in for some reason. It's really? something Even about the so- riverboat twin. Even more so than Coinbase. Because they just they deal with so much in like in like institutional money and people I know that are actually very good like cryptography people, people who deal with the like corner of crypto that's respectable. The ones where it's basically just like trying to find like criminals mostly. They're the ones who go, Gemini's actually trustworthy. Wow. Uh, they're, right, they're, they're all right. Folks, them. breaking news, you heard it here first, Ed Zitron. Big Based fan. on the anecdotal evidence of a small sample of people I've talked to, my strongly held belief. Uh, no, no, you're not going back on this. Folks, breaking news. Ed Zitron, big fan of the Winklevoss twins. I, I lo- <laughs> oh, no. I love, I love the – you need to read the click hole Facebook oral history if you really want to know what I think of the, the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> That's, go Google that after this. It's the best thing you'll ever read. There you go, and uh, they'll be able to go Google it right now because Ed Zitron, CEO of Easy PR, author, writer, uh, owner, uh, publisher over at the easy.substack.com newsletter. Uh, where can people well, – what else would you like to – you want to wanna tell people what the next article is, what's coming up? It's, it's Ed Zitron over on Twitter, at Ed Zitron. But anything else you want to you wanna name drop or promote, go ahead. Uh, I'm about to write something probably about the term quiet quitting, which if you use that term, uh, you are my enemy. What is quiet quitting? I guess we'll, well, I guess Please we'll have don't to find make me out. do this. We'll I have w- to find out in the, in the piece. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Thank you for having me. Have a great night, Ed. Always a pleasure. Cheers. And right after I recorded this episode with Ed, he tweeted out, just recorded my most intense scam economy interview yet. I think we could all agree that Ed was on fire. He continues, including several theories that will either make me look like a genius or a complete crackpot. I'm actually trending towards the former, but I guess on that we'll have to wait and see. Folks, as always, patreon.com slash Binder. if you'd like to monetarily support this show and help it grow. With your subscription funding, I would like to bring some people on board, help disseminate the content we're already creating even more, and create more content too while we're at it. You can also support this show by subscribing to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash mattbinder, following the Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash mattbinder, and if you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, be sure to connect your Amazon Prime account to your Twitch account so you can get a free Twitch Prime subscription each month. What does that mean for you? You can give me, at no extra cost to you, a paid Twitch membership that's at cost to Amazon and help out your favorite creator. And again, I'm telling you this because I hope that favorite creator is me. But if not, be sure to give it to someone you enjoy on Twitch because otherwise Amazon just pockets that extra money and we all know they don't need it. Be sure to go to scameconomy.com for all the links to where you can subscribe to the podcast version of this show. And while you're at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts, be sure to leave a review. By leaving a review, you help push this show up the rankings on that platform, which in turn 
helps people who don't know about scam economy discover scam economy. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Binder. You can follow the show on Twitter at Scam Economy. And with all that said, there's nothing else left to say, but I'll see you all next time on the Scam Economy. Scam Economy.